Silence. It's time for the in traumatic. <laughs> No At the beginning of this podcast and this podcast alone, we bring out R2 and it's fully pimped out Potomatic Bubble. And he's rolled up a random topic for us to talk about. Where did this topic come from, you ask? Where that's where you listeners come in. If you want to hear us talk talk about something or just haver on about something, then you send your question or topic to us via either uh, any of the uh, platinum or gallium lists, or better yet, a private message on the forums at nerdpriradio slash babble. Oh, the first and only number is uh, 32. Wow. That was actually pretty good for uh, never having done it yourself and not seeing it in front of you. It's almost like you've listened to several hundred episodes of this podcast. Uh, 32. Only 32. Really? Yeah, I would swear you've listened to more episodes than that. Oh, I'm Nigglesby. Stop. Stop. Um, okay. Uh, this is from Lisa. And Lisa says, would you rather have half your head shaved and need to leave it that way or go with just one eyebrow? Uh, half my head shaved. Yeah, I think I could make something at least passably cool. Uh-huh. I mean, as cool as I can be at my age, but you can do something passably cool with half your right. head shaved. One eyebrow? I mean, I mean, may- maybe you're a pirate gone wrong. Right? I'm <laughs> wearing my brow patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the brow and nom. <sighs> I'm a pirate now. All right. Um, silence. Oppenheimer. I myself am strange and unusual. This is the right radio. Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. I'm your co-host, man. My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 319 of Nerd Pride Radio. 319, as it happens, uh, I reloaded Best Fiends uh, on my on my phone, and I'm up to episode uh, up to level 319 now. As I'm no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't actually do that. No, I zoned out for a second and came back like, wait a minute, did he? No, I thought about it. Uh, No, actually, it turns out that not two weeks ago, a week ago even, something, uh, the news just came out that some Japanese scientists set the world record for fastest internet connection at 319 terabytes per second. Yup. That's impressive as crap. I could download my entire Steam library in less than a one-hundredth of a second. Right, and your whole porn collection in, like, less than a day. (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) I mean, at least a day and a half. Ask me how I'm doing. Now it's time for the second in... 
Stromatic. <laughs> At the actual <laughs> intro of just this podcast, we bring out R2 and his fully pimped out Potomatic just bubble. 20. And I'm he not, rolled up a I'm random topic for us to talk about. Where did this topic come from? But well, that's where you guys come in. It's from Ronster. If you want to talk, if you don't have to talk about something. Ronster says, have you been playing Pandemic during the pandemic? I think we've done this one. I think so. If so, how often do you cure it? Yeah, I know we've seen this question. How yeah. did I not erase it? Or how did I get a duplicate? I don't know. Uh, but again, I'll answer the question. No. No, we didn't. You know, I haven't played Pandemic. Um, all right. Anyway. Uh, ask me how I'm doing today. Go on. Ask me. How you doing? I am Awesome. My name is Mike Jones. I am a Pathfinder slash B and D nerd, a history nerd, 22. a sci-fi nerd, a comic book oh, nerd. No, 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 no. Nerd, comedy nerd, no. science nerd, gaming nerd. Plus, no. There's like seven Stop. other kinds of nerd. Holy wish the podcast I was nerdy enough to be. No, you're listening. No, no, to Nerd Pride Radio, no. where Aiden just rolled a twenty-six. Hold on. You think taking the button is going to stop me? Yes. You forget two things. A. I am far too chaotic to be predicted. And okay, B, Joker. I'm always a hundred steps ahead of you. <laughs> you son of a... Number 59. <laughs> you... <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's real... <laughs> that's really good. Oh, man. You even got the little blue dice in there. That's yeah. really good. That's crazy. Hey, geez, Dad. How'd you get such tiny dice to put into your automatic? That's great. I gotta... Hey, I need a screwdriver for a personal thing I had delivered. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he called us the other night. I have, uh, yeah, uh, I, I need a, I need a tiny screwdriver, um, to get, uh, get this cover off of a, of a thing that I had delivered? Uh-huh. What what thing? Well, it's personal. Like, you can imagine where your mind goes. No, we did not think Potomatic. Um, so... I expected that to go on way longer before he took the button away from me. That's great. Um, anyway, number 59. By the way, this is what happens when we, uh, when we don't have a script. So, <laughs> there, we had nothing, nothing planned today. So, um... 59 is from... Surprisingly a cheap automatic bubble. Yeah, you just have to buy the whole game? Yeah. Yeah, they're cheap. Nine bucks. There you go. Uh, this one's from Ronster. And Ron okay, says, Ron. What is your favorite kind of knife to take camping? Uh, multi-tool? Swiss Army? Locking single blade? Bowie knife? Uh, regular pocket knife? Uh, a 120th scale machete for those really tiny plants? Yeah, um, I don't care. Any kind of folding knife is good with me. Um, uh, usually it's some kind of multi-tool, but uh, I don't know. Swiss Army knife is, is great, but most Swiss Army knives don't don't have a, a, enough of a knife really to do anything with. And in fact, even, even the multi-tool, that's what I usually have because it's so handy. Uh, I prefer just a pocket knife for just cutting, but, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not picky because... It's not that important to me. Whatever's at hand, mm-hmm. you know. It works. Yeah, if, if it cuts something, it'll do. Um, so, 
Hold on now. Now I'm getting back to... Uh, there we are. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place we go every week. Hey, Brian, about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in our collective skull anymore. <coughs> Whew. Uh, as always, you're listening to the best-smelling podcast on the internet. That's right. Nerd Pride smells exactly like... A new R2. Excellent. Good, because I didn't have anything written down. Again, no planning. Um, so... I'm proud of this. Good save. You really should be, dude. <laughs> and, you know, look, I went I went for a good year or two with just R2 and the original six-sided die in there, and I was just faking. I was, like, doing uh-huh. rolls on the side, and I was faking it. But it turns out it's super easy to get these screws out of here. Except for mine, if you look, are, like, glued down. Oh. Huh. Someone must have heard my podcast and wanted to prevent this kind of nonsense in the future. <laughs> yeah, we'll show them and their shenanigans. Those Jones boys! And hand me the hot glue gun! I wanted to say Skeeter. I wish I had said Skeeter. That would have been the perfect moment for a hand me that hot glue gun, Skeeter. But I didn't. Like Doug's friend, Skeeter? Yes. Wait. Doug Dimidome? Owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome? Not right. <laughs> Not right. Um... So anyway, uh, normally this would be the time for the meticulously plotted portion of the podcast, uh, blah, 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 but we don't have a meticulously plotted portion because we've been gone for weeks and weeks. We've been gone since... Hey, old lady, want me to squirtle on your jigglypuffs? <laughs> I'm Diggersby! Okay, um, I apologize for Diggersby. Uh, we got into a conversation where... Uh, Aiden pointed out that Diggersby, who is a Pokemon, for those of you who are not familiar with Diggersby, uh, Diggersby is a Pokemon, and and uh, Aiden said, boy, doesn't he look like the kind of guy who would be... Uh, Cat-calling women outside cat-calling of the women New York construction site? Yeah, zone? the construction site, and then he started doing... Hey, it, I'm Diggersby! He started doing his Diggersby impression, which involves all sorts of terrible come-on innuendo that is puns on Pokemon names. And uh, and then, no hey, one... baby, you turned my onyx to a steelix. I'm Diggersby, and and you think it's not funny, all right? And you would initially be right, but after uh, Aiden and Noah went on for a good five minutes of this, and I trust me, during this time, I am struggling to participate. But I don't. I am not immersed enough in Pokemon names. To be able to just come up with them immediately and then make buns off of them. The hey, way they baby, were... you're making me grow lift down below lift. I'm oh, Diggersby. Terrible. Um, and so uh, I I got off none of the puns that I was trying to formulate. Nothing. I never, not once. Slugma, slugma nuts. I'm Diggersby. Not once did I get anything. Uh, whereas these guys were just rattling, Aiden especially, rattling them off like they're nothing. And uh, if you don't play Pokemon, uh, if you're not familiar with Pokemon, okay, none of this is uh, none of this is ringing any bells for you. Uh, if you are, I hope you're enjoying this. But it will end. It will. I promise you, at some point, it will end. So, um, uh, oh, wait, wait, that's what, that's what I was going to show you. This is what your brother shared with me. Um, so we can just do this live here. Hey, yo, I had some of that... Uh good stuff at the party last night with the two new guys. They were coughing and wheezing. I'm Diggersby! Not a cat call, but very funny. Alright, this is uh, a book entitled um, 
It, it's it's a novel. He's edgier than a ponyard. I'm Diggersby. It's a novel, uh, The Way of the Shadow Wolves, by Steven Seagal, The Deep State and the Hijacking of America. Written in 2016. Scyther called. He wants his edge back. I'm Diggersby. You're ruining this bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, for anyone who's interested in a novel entitled The Way of the Shadow Wolves, where uh, Steven Seagal <coughs> writes about a, uh, a Native American tribal detective uh, who on the cover looks remarkably like Steven Seagal with uh, uh, really bad hair dye. Um, I, I will be reading so this just, book. just Steven Seagal. Right. I will be reading this book and uh, and I will be reporting on it in our forums at nerdpriderradio.com slash More like babble. Steven Wingle, I'm Diggersby. I don't get that one. A Wingle is the seagull Pokemon! <laughs> I don't get it. He's Steven so, Seagull. No, I get it. I just I'm Diggersby. Look, 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 look. He's got a he's got a concealed carry holster that does not conceal his weapon. Uh huh. The fringe. Forward by Sheriff Joe Arpaio. This is gonna be great. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this might be before Joe Arpaio went to jail, because this was in the first year of Trump's presidency. But I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm going to read this thing and find out. I will just let you know that the publisher's uh, blurb selling this on Amazon contains typos in it. So this is going to be a joy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting a literary masterpiece. All right. And then that's it. That's really all I got. You said you had maybe a gaming table? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, do you want me to play music or you just want to talk? I mean, I would have you play music, but it's actually time for... Uh... My friend John, and also the John O'Matic. You roll them up now. Uh, fifty-four. Oh, this is oh, this is just yeah, a Podomatic yeah. named John. Yeah, because it was the Intromatic, and now it's the Johnomatic. I get it. I get it. This is um, this is from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. When you can't sleep, what keeps you up at night? Um. It's usually, man, I feel like I rushed through that last session. I I think I should have slowed down and enjoyed the scenery more with my players, but, I mean, we are on the time crunch since Dom is apparently coming home two weeks early. Wow. That keeps you up at night. Yeah. God, I thought you'd take this seriously. For me, it's, it's the howling of the shadow wolves. <laughs> I um, think you mean my Diana! I'm Diggersby! Um, isn't it Mighty Ina? Like, Hyena? Pronunciation's weird when it comes to the Pokemans! I'm Diggersby! Um, okay, and a more serious answer, uh, I don't know. Diggersby? Does Diggersby keep you up at night? No, no, usually, usually, uh... Usually if I'm worried about money for any reason, but even that, eh, that doesn't happen often. So, you never know. All right. Anyway, um, now do you have my friend John? Yeah, I do. Okay. You always distrust me, and I don't understand why. Because you lied to me. Uh, All right. Uh, This is... Oh, oh, wait, we need silence. 
We haven't done silence yet? Because there's music that goes here. Oh. You mean like that? Yeah, exactly like that. Um, this is uh, Nerd Pride's favorite game show, where uh, I give a problem that my friend John is having. Well, I mean, we're calling him John to protect the innocent. And uh, it's Mike's job to, uh, first off, give advice to John. Uh, and second off, tell me who John is. Where he's from. Well, but by that I mean what property. And who played him in that property? Uh, see, I like the giving advice part because that's my gimme point. Uh-huh. Usually. Usually, until you tell someone that they'll never believe you're kidnapping. <laughs> well, I just... All right, go ahead. Who you got? Um, all right. So, I've got a friend. We'll call him John. And, uh... He's, uh... He's part of this camp or something. I'm not quite sure on the details. You will not take my button. I paid money for this. I'm realizing that this is a problem. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Um, anyway, he's part of this camp, or whatever. I, I don't pay attention that much. Um, but it seems that after they all made this camp in some woods or another... Or is it a beach? I can't remember. Um... People are starting to uh, go a little stir-crazy in this camp. Okay. They're convinced there are monsters in the woods, and that there are other people camping out here, and they're not as nice as us, and so this camp is being divided into factions, and my friend John, he'd like to keep people unified so that, I guess to avoid, you know, infighting and at worst someone's death. First off, um, is there is there any way that John and this is I'm just I'm just speaking out loud. I don't expect you to answer for John, but I mean, yeah, you would want to, you would want to unify both sides. You would want to bring people together. Um, I mean, you know, if you're if you're I'm assuming stranded here in some way. I'm, that's my guess. Uh, and in that case, um, I mean, instead of, instead of sending, you know, a missive to us for advice, you could have used this chance to communicate uh, with the greater civilization to, I don't know, call for a rescue. But maybe that doesn't work for you, <laughs> you are. Um, I mean, I am an eldritch being existing in several places at once, so. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you can just talk to me directly. So, um, yeah, look, send, send an envoy uh, to speak with your opposition, whoever they might be, uh, see if you can work something out. Um, Did I imagine the force is going to explode? Oh yeah, I, I, I mean I'm aware of that. Oh, okay. I understand that it's 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 just a part of the tensions that goes on there, right? Um, but more than anything, I guess I don't know. I. All the advice I, I'm going to give you is, is you know, like, honestly, you should be working towards getting off the island. But um, but seeing as how the island won't let you, I really don't know what to tell you at this point. I, I mean, honestly, do you even have any free will <laughs> in all of this? 
I mean, I'm starting to think that all of this is just faded, and you are you are bound uh, by the whims of of, uh, of the universe to follow in these these steps, regardless. Um, I mean, look, I'm assuming this is John Locke from Lost. Yes, there's three points already. Yes, uh, John Locke, uh, who was played by uh, old bald guy. Yeah. So, um, what's old bald guy's name? Old bald guy. Old bald guy Smith. Terry O'Quinn. Damn it! I, I if you had said Terry O'Quinn, I might have been able to pull up uh, the character. But um, all right, so three points so far. That's three, not bad. All right, I'll live with that. So uh, the next one comes from us from uh, someone I'm going to call John. Ooh, all right. Sounds serious. Uh, he works for the military, and uh, it's his job to, you know, kind of keep things in order. Make sure that information only travels in the ways it's supposed to, and you know, keep secrets. And uh, in the military, yes. Okay, go ahead. And sometimes that involves tying up loose ends with big air quotes around that. Okay. And he's been given one of these missions again. Except uh, when he gets there, he finds out that. It's a whistleblower revealing that the arms company that's selling to the military he works for is also selling weapons to the terrorists they're fighting against. Okay. So he has to make a decision to either do his job or to assist the whistleblower in allowing this information out there. Okay. Um... You're, my my only advice is is assist the guy or girl or whoever it might be. Assist your your whistleblower, uh, help protect them, help get the truth out there. And yes, this is gonna. I mean, obviously, people are willing to kill to keep this a secret. So you're putting yourself at risk as well. Um, but uh, but if you can if you can find a way to do the right thing here, then do it. Um, other than that. Small bit of advice. I have nothing. Yeah? Yeah. I'm... Uh, and, and I'm going to kick myself when you tell me, because... I've got to know this, but I don't. This is John the Eraser Kruger from The Eraser. Oh! Played by, once again, on this show seven times over, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Plays okay. a lot of Johns. Okay. I saw the eraser in high school, I think. I can't remember when the eraser came out. And the only thing I remember about the eraser is that it had uh, a scene with a <coughs> with a much touted uh, alligator scene, which the alligator was done in CGI. Mm-hmm. And when you watched the movie, it was obviously bad CGI. So it was it was not great. Uh, but I don't remember anything else about the film, so I don't feel bad about missing that one. Um, but, damn it. Alright, so the, this last one comes to us from a buddy of mine. We're going to call him John. And, uh... Yes, call him John, even though his name is Jason Bourne. But that's irrelevant Jesus Christ, story. it's Jason Bourne. No. Um, <laughs> um, his father is obsessed. His father has dove deep 
into conspiracies that people claiming that they're here to protect us are actually here to exploit us and steal from us. And he's out to expose the truth about all of this. And my buddy John is can do nothing but sit back and watch, or at least that's what he feels like. And he confides in his friend who happens to work for his dad. And uh, it seems like his friend is feeding into this obsession. And it's, it's a very Ahab and the White Whale kind of thing. Because uh, my friend John's friend keeps handing his dad pictures of his obsession and making it worse. And it seems like the friend is just making a profit exploiting a man's obsession. Well, yes, this is what he's tasked to do at his job. It seems like it's not doing anything productive and only making matters worse. Do you have any advice for our friend John? Nope. I got nothing. I got. I don't even have good advice on this one. All right, because uh, that is a uh, John Jonah Jameson, son of J Jonah Jameson. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is from Spider-Man, the original with Tobey Maguire, played by Daniel Giles. What? <laughs> John Jameson. Oh, did John Jameson get killed? Uh, I do not know. Because again, that would also help, you know, o- only further the man's obsession. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, I was good on that one. Yeah, you were really good. On that one. All right. Um, wow. I wonder what all that is. Uh, sound? Noise? Yeah, but there's a lot of a lot of background stuff there that's just weird looking. Uh, but yeah, you got 4 out of 12 points. That's... Yeah, that's really bad. 33%? One of your lowest. I know. I, I like I like 50% or better. Right. Um, alright. I believe in you next week. Right? Next if week? there is one next week. It, well, there won't be. I'm sure you've run out by now. Right. There's no more Johns that I could pick from. Okay, so... Uh, at this point, um, also I'm sorry for the coughing. I am I have a sore throat and it is bugging the heck out of me. Yeah. So, uh, do we have anything else for the uh, meticulously applied portion of the podcast? Yes. As much as we have a meticulously applied portion, I have a gaming table. Really? Yeah. Great. This time for a <laughs> gaming table matic Oh my gosh! Is it? What number is it? Uh, seventy. Seventy? I barely know her. <laughs> Boo. I'm digging me. Beldum? I barely know him. Alright, this is... Uh, this one's from Lisa. Man, she's getting a lot of hits in today. And Lisa says, Have you ever been banned from a public place, Aiden? Why is that directed at me? That's what it says here. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But of, of the two of us, who is more likely to have been banned from a public place? Just because I've been banned from a public place doesn't mean that you need to call me out. Well, you're allowed to lie. You don't have to say anything. Uh, technically speaking, any private company that I've worked for before I am banned from the premises. That doesn't count. 
Look, like, if I walked up to the door, they'd let me in. Right. Um... Yeah, no, I got nothing. I got... I once got kicked out of a store uh, when I was in high school. But I wish I could remember it. It was one of those uh, cheesy 1980s fast fashion, as much as I had fast fashion back there, but cheesy 1980s, really trendy uh, uh, clothing stores that you find in the mall. So... Um, things like uh, the original Gap and Chess uh, King and things like this. And I cannot remember the name of this particular one. I mean, but, you know, nowadays there's still a million of them. You see them coming in and out of the malls all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't remember what happened, but it was me and a friend and two girls, and we were in there, and we just started making jokes. And no we one being, believes you had friends. And we were being super loud. And so, therefore, we got thrown out. That was it. The girls were in the changing room, and whoever it was were out going through the clothing racks and just being obnoxious. And uh, and so they threw us out. But we weren't banned, because, you know, we, uh-huh. went, we went back eventually, I think. That's all I got. All right, anyway, uh, what's your gaming table? Uh, don't we need music first? I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got 12-sided die. Role-playing games, video games, board games, card games, any games, if it fits on our gaming table, we are here to share it with you. You know, every time we pause for music, it's just one more thing that I have to do later. Oh, I'm sorry. I, sorry, I couldn't hear you after... You know what? I am the only person who uses that line, and nobody ever seems to appreciate it. I like having it thrown back at me. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about D&D again. No. <laughs> fight me. Um, <laughs> so, one of my players, uh, Dom, we'll call him Dom. Uh-huh. Because it's all about family, bro. Uh, right, right. God, there are... S- step aside for a second. There are so many of those memes now. Like, Thanos is too powerful. Don't worry. We have family. Yeah, but dude... Because it really is all about family. Bro. It's just the Chuck Norris memes again. It's just Shaggy memes again. Okay, well, you're going to battle them friendship? That is... Because friendship is magic? The concept of the family. No. There's a difference between friends and family. Actually, fun fact. The original phrase for blood is thicker than water uh-huh. is... The blood of your brothers is thicker than the water of the womb. Oh. Meaning that the family you choose for yourself is more important than the family you were born with. Okay. Which it's odd to see a phrase like that have the complete opposite meaning nowadays. Mm Mm-hmm. I follow it, but, you know, we do that a lot with language, which is very cool. Uh-huh. Anyway, Dom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quote-unquote Dom. Right. Uh, so, Dom uh, was uh, doing a project in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And so he leaves every summer, because, uh, in his words, like hell, I'm going to spend a winter in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So he comes back in the winters, and uh, 
we were expecting him to come back about a month later from now. Mm-hmm. So in the campaign when he left, uh, he died. And so we knew the timescale of when he'd be gone. So I made this whole quest for them to go get these artifacts that they can use to bring him back to life. Mm. That's awesome. So I guess what I'm... And and he came back a month early. Mm-hmm. So they only had four of the six items. Mm-hmm. Is it bad of me or bad writing of me to have had a bunch of the NPC friends they've made along the way have gone out in secret under their nose to help them collect other artifacts. And Because the when, real resurrection artifacts were the friends we made along the way. When Dom gets here for session, it turns out, oh yeah, we found the other two you didn't find. No. That's completely fine, because everyone knew it was a... It, it was an artificial structure anyway. Uh-huh. And while this may rob them of some, I don't know, you know, facing down the uh, the big bad guy or the you know some triumphant moment. Look, well, they back. had plenty of those because each of each of these artifacts was an adventure within itself to get. Right. So, okay, so it got done in four instead of six. Great, they get to play. It's all a construct, and everyone kind of has to. Everyone knew they were going to hand wave this anyway because, look, Dom's coming back at such and such a time. Therefore, we know our quest will be successful, and we know that we're going to bring him back one way or another because he's coming back. It's kind of, kind of a gimme. And like I say, I have heard all sorts of really creative in-game constructs uh, for why people miss. My, so, one of my favorites is the uh, magic amulet, mm-hmm. where the player's just trapped in a magic amulet for a while. Right. Either magic amulet or um, the group has been cursed. Like, as a group, they're all cursed, and thus, every once in a while, one or more of them revert to uh, uh, tiny figurines that get carried around in a pocket. And... We've tried everything we can, and we don't know what brings it back or what makes them disappear. But Alistar, happens... I choose you! Yeah, it just happens randomly. And thus, when you're gone, oh, you're a figurine in somebody's pocket, and then, God, hey, I wish you I showed up again, and then, boom, hey, you're back. Because um, one of my campaigns, technically speaking, almost everyone I know has a character in it. Mm-hmm. And had I had the figurine thing, they could just hop in whenever they wanted. Right. And thus, I mean, look, the way we do it with our group is literally, because there's eight of us, and it's not uncommon for one or two people to be missing a lot of sessions. And thus, when you don't show up, your character just isn't there. Like, you're just pulled out of the initiative order, and even if it was right in the middle of a battle, you're just not there. And then... How do you stop session in the middle of a battle? Well, we're doing it all online, so it's, and everything is frozen on the screen, so it's just saved for next time we pick up. No, and uh, no, I mean, and like, DM, like, DM Darks has great notes. But, but like, what I'm saying is like, for, for like your character's energy. Oh yeah, it is. Sometimes it's tough, but it's it's also necessary, uh, especially 
as we've gotten to higher levels. Some of these battles take forever. So okay, um, but uh, there's been times when uh, you know someone shows up. They weren't here when the battle started, and now suddenly they appear because we've started a new session and they're here. Oh, okay. Well, she's here, and then they have to look around and go, "Oh, did uh, did the bard cast haste already?" Yeah. Uh, would I have been close enough when when it happened? Uh, reasonably, yeah, you're hasted. Go ahead. And so there's that kind of negotiating going on when somebody thing is kind of cool. I like that as a little uh, uh, in-world explanation. Uh-huh. So. Um, on the talk of my campaign, even when we are one player short for months, mm-hmm. I am struggling to create creature because I have to create creatures at this point. I physically cannot throw enough goblins or bandits at them to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And they're only level tens. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean I could literally throw two hundred bandits all with their own initiative at them. Mm-hmm. And they'd win easily. I could throw two Tarasks at them. And they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's also the danger of the fact that you play a really high-powered right, campaign. Yes. I mean, which which is what I like to do because it gives my players that feeling of, I'm so awesome! Because mm-hmm. in... This isn't going to mean much to you because you're, you're a Pathfinder boy. But when, I, when someone has a dagger that rolls for 9d4 points of damage... Mm-hmm. That's a lot of damage. When a standard dagger is just one d4. Wow. Right. Uh, and he recently got that dagger taken away from him because it was one of the artifacts that they had to uh, use to resurrect Dom. Oh, that's nice. And they all got dragon balled, so they just scattered across the universe again. Nice. So, the hardest monster in the game, by book standards, is the Tarrasque. Mm-hmm. The Tarrasque is a CR 30, which means that it would be a good challenge for 30th level players that don't exist. Mm-hmm. And its AC, the highest in any book in any game, is 25. Really? Yes. Okay. Considering that... I'm just amazed that 25 is the highest in any right. book in any game, but again, I'm Pathfinder. Let's, so. let's go purely by the book, and uh, let, me, let me pull up a Barbarian really quick. Mm-hmm. Barbarian 5e. I, I, I just need this for uh, proficiency numbers. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, a 20th level Barbarian. Mm-hmm. has a six proficiency. Mm-hmm. So let's say he is swinging his battle axe with all of his might. So let's say he has got book maximum strength, which is 20. Mm-hmm. And let's say that he found the book of powers, which okay. lets you increase any of your stats by two, even above 20, which is the only way Right. Within lore to get above a so 20. So he's rolling a 6 proficiency with a plus 6 for his strength. So at 12, and let's give him a plus 3 weapon. The highest mod that you can possibly have. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a plus 50. 
Okay. That is the maximum. Mm-hmm. So, when a Tarrasque has a 25, mm-hmm. that means that even at the highest end of the scale, you've only got a 50-50 shot at hitting it. Okay. Interesting. But because of my high-power campaign, the weakest form of this new enemy has an AC of 35. Mm-hmm. Because with that dagger, that character had a plus 28 to hit. Yeah, gee, that sounds like, sounds like Pathfinder. That's something <laughs> I'm used to. Um, really, uh, what, what, what's, uh, what's Dothan's to hit mod? Oh, Jesus. It's like, depends on the... It's, it's somewhere... Because she's not a terribly strong physical combatant. So, in Pathfinder terms, at 14th, 15th level, whatever we are, <coughs> I think her... Her base uh, mod is like plus twelve, um, and we've got people like when when she's got her song going, and when all the bonuses are in play, blah blah blah. It doesn't matter whatever what they all mean, but there are people in our group who are rolling a plus twenty eight or a plus, uh-huh. you know, and that's and that's standard by the book rules. We don't have to. We're not changing anything. I mean, actually, I guess if you give the, that, that hypothetical barbarian a belt of storm giant strength. He could actually get another plus four to his strength mod, giving him a 19 to hit? Okay. Are y'all bored yet? Anyway, what I'm saying is, once again... Guys, can you go easy on me? Ah! I, I, I'm i trying to write monsters as fast as I can, and mm-hmm. I really gotta stop making them, like, area-specific, so I, you know, can keep start, start reusing some of these, because, uh... Uh-huh. Oh, also, these things with 35 AC, I also gave them a throwable nuke. Nice. That that does 20d20 damage. Okay, but... But again... Which my players can I survive. Also, I also know how much you enjoy creating stuff like that. I know yes. it's work. It's a lot of work. I know how much you enjoy it. And it's hard to not make them place-specific when you are doing this in a sci-fi-style setting where right. you're going from planet to planet, which is a great excuse... For these are area specific, meaning that's why you've never seen or heard right. of them before, and that's why they can be a complete surprise to you when they show up. I have created thirty-three completely unique stat blocks. Nice. <sighs> it's really hard having fun. It is. I, I grant you that. Th- this is the most work I've ever put into having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the mo- most work I've ever put into having fun is. Having kids? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Turns out there's a big payoff for that one. No, I was going to say writing my entire board game from scratch. But technically I didn't really do that because Dave, Dave helped a little. So, um, anyway. Uh, hey, I think that's it. Are we done now? 61. Hot dog. This is the Nerd Pride Radio pod o At the end of every cast, we bring out R2 and his fully pimped-out podomatic bubble. He rolls up random topics for us to talk about. Where do these topics come from, you ask? Well, that is where you come in. You want to hear us hey, Ron, about something? You send your question or topic to us by email, or better yet, in a private message on our forums at nerdprideradio.com slash babble. We will add it to the podomatic list. Podomatic is about whatever you, you want it to be. Whew. All right. And that is a 91. No, it's a 61. Is that, oh, it is a 61. Damn it, I can't read your dice. Yeah, because mine are actually 5 millimeters smaller than yours. Uh, are they? Yes. No, I think they're the same size. Look at them. Now I should be the deciding factor. Yeah. These look smaller. 
It looks smaller, but I think it's just because these might have rounded edges. No, they definitely look way smaller, to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I think mine are smaller, because mine are 10 millimeters. Yeah, I think I think these can't be these can't be fifty percent larger than yours. They can't be. Well, I mean, volumes are weird, though. Maybe they're twelve. Maybe. All right. Anyway, it doesn't make any but, difference. But uh, he, here's a fun fact: these dice. Yeah. I got this in an in a Amazon purchase called the Halfling's Handy Habersack. Yeah. And it is fifteen sets of dice this small, in a oh, standard size dice bag. Fantastic. That's a great deal. For like 30 bucks. Okay. Um, did you know that you right know? now, at our local dollar, dollar store? Dollar store? Dollar store. Hey, uh, I'm Diggisby. I'm Diggisby. <laughs> at our local dollar store, uh, the Dollar Tree, not not the Dollar Generals, because those aren't true dollar stores. Don't you mean the Dollar Sudowoodo? I'm Diggisby. The Dollar Shift Tree. <laughs> All right. I'm Diggisby. The, uh... At the Dollar Tree, uh, they had on the rack a set of uh, of standard seven dice, and it's in Dollar Tree, which means it's a dollar. A full set of dice for a dollar. They were nice looking, so I bought two. Yeah? And then afterwards, I realized, why didn't I just buy them all? Why didn't I just take everything they had on that rack and just dump them in a bag? I don't care if it's, if it's 12 identical sets of dice. It's cheap dice. And then that way, again, when you're playing with someone who's never played before... Here, you, grab a set. You hand them a set of dice and go, no, no, take them. They're yours. That's fine. That Everyone in my group has so many dice that that's just what we do anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, um, this question is from Kyle. And Kyle has written an old omatic. An old omatic? That's you! Yeah. It's, he says, I'm getting hearing aids. How old are oh, we? All that ear sex, huh? Boo. I'm Diggersby. Boo. Um, so, how old are we? Oh, we're very old. Uh, I am over 50 and you are approaching 50, so very old. Uh, supposedly, these hearing aids will, one, help me with my deteriorating moderate hearing loss. Okay, that's good. Two, be the coolest Bluetooth-enabled earphones ever. Oh, hey, that's not bad. So I could hack your hearing aid. Conceivably, but but again, I mean, yeah, I guess if you've got hearing aids and they already do all of that, why why not make them Bluetooth enabled? That's awesome, I dude. I have hearing HIV. Just stop. I don't care if you're Diggersby. I'm Diggersby. Yeah. Um, it says, I assume you'll make fun of me for my hearing loss. Whoa, dude, that would be tasteless. I would not do that. Uh, so what jokes do you have in mind? No, we're just going to make fun of you for your technological hearing game. Yeah. Fucking nerd can hear again? Um, uh... What kind of nerd has a desire to listen to things? So, uh, I got nothing on this. I, I, I can't make that kind of joke. I'm sorry, dude. Oh. Uh... Oh, also, do you think this is karma for the whole Flame Blade transcript joke... I, that I made back on the Animal Cast. Oh no! Well, Dave's uh, Dave's yes, brother Flame uh, is uh, is I believe completely deaf. Yes, um, and so therefore, uh, yeah, we used to we used to make jokes about that. Um, I yeah, there's been times it's like, well, what? He's not going to hear it. 
So, Oof. yeah, I know. I know, tasteless. Tasteless. We were different people back then. We were bad people back then. So, I yes. the first 25 episodes on a CD. Uh, this is not, this is not, however, karma for, uh, for anything that you did back then. This is just uh, a natural result of the aging process. Um, and not your fault you can't be as well preserved as I am. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just how things go. What? I'm gonna need a roll back to the gaming table. What? Thank God, I thought you were going to call me out for saying I was well-preserved. So, (laughs) pickled. That's what I meant, pickled. Uh, But you hate pickles. What? Why do we have to go back to the gaming table? Because Aiden was wrong. Aiden was wrong! In what way? So, actually, the maximum bonus you can get would be a 21, because, what, go ahead. See how Jacob made fun of me for a really long time about Monster Hunter? And then it turns out he really enjoys uh, Monster Hunter. I I don't think I know where this is going. Go ahead. You know how I always talk shit on Call of Duty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little odd that you said you were playing Call of Duty earlier. And I thought, you know, maybe he's playing it ironically. What do I know? Because, okay. Cold War is one of the newer Call of Duty games. And me and John were just hanging out, and he's like, Hey, uh, my PS5 can do split screen if you just want to do some uh, Call of Duty zombies. Which I used to do back in high school, because we had nothing else to do. Right. But, uh, and you know, zombies isn't the whole online function. So, it's... Better, I mean, not great, but you know, still Call of Duty, right? Right. But I, I had a great time playing Call of Duty with my friend John. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I went because then Ryan uh, informed me that uh, hey, you know, Cold War is crossplay, right? So if you get it on your PC, you can still play with John on his PS5 and me and Sam on our PS4s. And uh, Tyler on his Xbox. Wow. And I said, damn it. That is a big selling point, dude. Damn it. So now I own Call of Duty, and I've actually just been playing it alone when no one else is available. I mean, okay, again, I only play zombies. (laughs) You don't don't have to justify. Look. (laughs) There is something cathartic. Seriously, you... You say, I only play zombies like you're calling no homo. I mean, dude, don't be ashamed. There's nothing wrong with it. There's something cathartic about shooting a Nazi zombie in the face. Right? Of course. I just love that they had to be Nazis, too. They couldn't just be regular zombies. No, no, they can't. Well, because, one, it's a game of war. And two, everything works when you have Nazis as the bad guys because everyone agrees that Nazis are the bad guys. <laughs> really? Did, you didn't hear about the, the boycotts on the new Wolfenstein game? Like, no. years ago? No. Like, five years ago when the new Wolfenstein came out, a bunch of neo-Nazi groups <laughs> came out of the woodworks and was like, we are boycotting the new Wolfenstein because they're killing Nazis. Oh my god, and, the best advertising you could have given. And Wolfenstein said, good, we don't want you. Yeah. Well, obviously. 
Oh my God! Look, did did we we talked about uh, Ernie Gygax last time, didn't we? Or did we just talk about that in person? I think we talked about that in person. Okay, just really quick, if we because I, I can't remember if we talked about it last time. This is this is my other moment of shame here. I have been so busy and things have been so weirdly scattered. I haven't even la- listened to the last three episodes of this podcast. And I've listened to every episode of Nerd Pride Radio ever. Hold on, let me, let me, let me pull up got, the name of the last podcast and see if it rings a bell if we talked about Ernie. But uh, No, I don't think we did because it's called Batman Down Under. <laughs> Best episode ever. <laughs> One of them, yes. Uh, so uh, Mr. Hooper's Viking funeral is also very good. Oh my god, yeah. We've been we've been on a streak lately. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I had to end here, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm digging me. This is <laughs> the streak never has to end with digging me. <laughs> yeah, you, the streaking never has to end with diggers me. That's what I said. I'm digging me. Uh, so, um, <laughs> the. The quick version of the story is Ernie. I'm a naked as a Storavia out here. I'm Diggersby. That's good. Uh, the rights to the name TSR became available. And so Ernie Gygax, Gary Gygax's son. One of many. Um, bought. Hey, fun fact, you know he's Ernie Gygax Jr.? Wow. Because Gary Gygax? Oh, e. Gary Gygax, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, His name so was anyway. Ernie. Anyway, Ernie bought the rights to TSR and decided to found his own new gaming company called TSR. Uh, if if these are all terms and phrases that don't make any sense to you, I apologize. Uh, it's all the history of You can go back to your avocado toast and quinoa and playing Pokemon Go on your phone. So, um... How do we get them to Pokemon Go to the polls? So... <laughs> maybe Diggersby has a... As a pitch for them. Uh, nothing? I can't think of Pokemon related to voting. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, Ernie Gygax now runs a gaming company called you TSR. You gotta cast form those votes. Alright. I'm Diggersby. Alright, I'll give you that one. Um, and, and specifically, he wants to create a new... Dungeons and Dragons style clone game, except with all that, without all that silly inclusiveness. Right, right. He wants to, uh, he wants to make sure that they they leave out, I assume, gay people, trans people, uh, all this rep- representation and inclusiveness. Like, uh, apparently, they're wanting to go. Um, they want their their world of um, of elves and dragons and unicorns to be more historically accurate. Um, and uh, and also, not just the historical accuracy, but also they they just are really homophobic are, and transphobic, yeah. and probably racist as well. To to a point where uh, uh, a famous trans person on Twitter uh, said, "Hey, can you do me a favor and just say that you support LGBTQ and specifically trans right movements?" Yeah, we, to we, which. Yeah, the will, company will you res- say that trans women are real women? To which the company responded, you're disgusting. Yeah, they're just terrible people. And as a result, they're going to be, if they survive as a company at all, they will be niche forever. 
there, there's, there's no way to make money off of this. Um, I, God, I hope. Uh, I mean, there are Nazis. But it reminds me of, because we just... Do you remember the uh, the Firewatch Tower in, in Custer? Yes. Park? Okay. Custer State Park in South Dakota uh, has the Firewatch Tower, the Coolidge, uh, uh, Coolidge Tower. And it is the highest point in the park, and it was... Its initially its initial use was to watch for fires, and uh, driving up to it. And I don't think Harney Peaks in the park. I don't think. Anyway, I could be wrong. Um, <coughs> but anyway, driving up to the fire tower is unbelievably scary because it's uh, barely two lanes, and so therefore, as you're going up and you're looking over the edge. With no rail down the side of the your mountain. Your wife is holding one of your newborn children out the car window. Right. Just just scary as I'll get out driving up. And all you can think the whole way up is, oh my god, what happens if a car comes the other way? And then a car comes the other way, and you're like riding your, wheel, your wheels even further out onto that soft edge. No shoulder, no rail, no nothing. Yeah, I'm Mike. I'm afraid of heights and grubs in my corn. Okay. Grubs in my corn are not scary. They're just disgusting. Um, and, uh, apparently... Oh, no, a grub! And apparently, those things are big. Look, if you went to shuck your corn and found a big As old, I do every big old two-inch wiggly grub clinging to the top of it, yeah, you would also freak out. Um, and also, it turns out that I'm not so much afraid of heights as I'm afraid of, uh, of, uh, open heights from which I could fall. Because when we went up in the helicopter, it was fine. I mean, we're in this tiny little bubble helicopter flying over Mount Rushmore, and uh, when he's banking to the right, I'm looking straight down. I mean, like, there's nothing between me and ground but this bubble of glass, and uh, I was fine with that. That didn't bother but, me. But when you're on top of a building that's been around for 80 years, you have to take off your glasses or you might lose them. Yes. Yes. When I'm on, when I'm on top of a building that's been there for ages and is very sturdy and and thousands of tourists pass through every year to come up to the observation deck, I have to cling to the wall like I'm going to suddenly trip over a chest-high guardrail. Um, you never know what might it's, happen. It's no better than me and any bridge ever. But, anyway, while we're at the top of the Firewatch Tower, some scouts come along. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, scouts, this is the kind of thing they would do. The uniforms are the wrong color. And it, oh, it's those trail life scouts. Oh, aren't you scouts the wrong color? The uniforms are the wrong color, not the scouts. You're a racist. <laughs> the, stop it. So the the uniforms they have instead of the khaki uniforms like Boy Scouts of America, um, they have the uh, these dark green, forest green uniforms. They are trail life scouts which were the scouts that uh, were founded immediately after Boy Scouts of America said they would allow gay scouts into scouting. And and as a result of that, uh, a bunch of church groups immediately formed trail life scouting so they could continue to ban gays. Um, and, uh, uh, and I'm just, to, the whole point was, I was just amazed that they're still around. And I immediately made the comparison to Ernie Gygax, with the, the, oh my god, 
you're going to allow <coughs> inclusivity and 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 so immediately, well, then we're founding our own. Well, and and with Ernie Gygax, with that kind of of, of uh, discrimination, bigotry, it just amazes me that what? Why don't you just take the game as written and then play it however the hell you want? Right, like right. If you want to, the- if you want your game to be racist, then. Then so what if it's if it's in the example characters in the rules? Who gives a crap? You play it however you want. You're supporting you be... a game that supports that kind of thing. Oh my god! Yeah, well, really, really. Are you going to buy TSR's new game? Well, no, but probably right, right, right. But you could play the game as written, but have those inclusive elements. Okay, it's different because their game guaranteed will suck. If they if they were if they were writing a super racist and homophobic quality game, well then, you know, all bets are off. Okay. Clearly To be fair, I did order to be fair. I did order a copy of Cards Christians like. Really? Yes. Only because it's really fun to play the blue the black cards technically, but you know, blue cards from Cards Christian likes and answer them with Cards Against Humanity cards. That's pretty funny. What was Jesus surprised to find when... Oh, God. When he came back for the second coming? Bees? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I guess I didn't have anywhere else to go with that that weird point. I did. Because Do uh, you now? As I've spoken about before... The homophobic bits of the Bible were added in the 1940s because the church had an agenda. They didn't add anything to the Bible. They they chose to start highlighting certain passages and interpreting them in certain ways. No, they rewrote the passage because the passage was originally about man shall not lay with younger boys of lower status. Because it was the Greeks and their apprentices that they were disgusted by because the Greeks would frequently sleep with their young boy apprentices. Okay. I'll give I'll give you that that's a possibility. I knew that that sound That sounds like something I would want to verify before I start spouting off on myself. But I'll I'll grant it to you. Go but ahead. uh I was talking to a more devoutly religious friend. Of mine. Uh-huh. I put quotes around Fred because he's a bad person. Oh, it's John? Yeah, it's it's one of them. One of the hundreds and hundreds of Johns. Oh, um, oh it's Sam? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Alright, um, so no. anyway. Uh, but I, I pointed this out to him. He's like, okay, and? And I said, okay, so if the Bible can change, how do you know what parts of the Bible you should follow? And his response was, well, it's a case-by-case. Case. You find the ones that resonate with you, and Ooh. that's what you believe. I'm like, so you're choosing to be homophobic and transphobic and racist. You, th- th- these are your choices. Oh. Wow. Yeah, well, it, look, find- because Because... Because you you find the parts of the Bible that resonate with you, and and that's the ones you follow, right? Because you can't believe in the whole Bible, because then any time a lizard touches your jug of water, you have to go annihilate it out in a field of wheat. But <laughs> God, I hope so. 
What else are you going to do with a lizard? Or you'd have to go stone any woman that has sex before marriage. Right, as you do. Uh, on Passover, you, man, you got to go murder a sheep and wipe its blood all over your doorframe. Yeah. See? That is true. If, if you don't have a firstborn son, the harbinger of death just comes in and has a nice little chat with you and then leaves. Exactly my point. Okay. Oh. Wow, we got way off topic there. That's what I'm saying. Holy cow. 33. I'm sorry, I blacked out there for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. 33? It's from Kyle. All right. Well, hi, Kyle. Kyle wrote a banjo Number two. This is Banjo-Matic 2. Uh, how many Banjo-Kazooie games have you ever played? One. None. If none, which would you like to play? Uh, whichever one is recommended to me first. Okay. So then Banjo-Kazooie 1. Alright, Banjo-Kazooie 1. There you go, Because then yes. there's Banjo-Kazooie, there's Banjo-Tooie, and then Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which is just a monstrosity, don't do it. How do you know if you've only played one? Because anyone I've ever talked to who has played Nuts and Bolts tells me, don't play Nuts and Bolts. Okay. Then I can state with confidence that I would much prefer to play the first one, Banjo-Kazooie. Alright, cool. Alright. Oh, they even played the same noise. It's adorable. Uh, 46. Mm. 99. How dare you? How dare you supersede my R2? 46 is from your mom. (laughs) My mom! And it says, brag about yourself. Tell how much weight you've lost. Ooh, ooh, 25 pounds. Because I was going to brag on myself. Uh, because at the time she wrote this question, I had lost, like, 60 pounds. Damn, boy! But I put most of it back on. In fact, I put all of it back on, and now I've lost, like, 15 pounds of that again. Damn, boy! Yeah, no, it's not. No. no I'm it's... sorry. Sorry, it's so quieter. Damn, boy! <laughs> so, uh, not great. Wait, 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 no. No, we've still got mine. 99. Oh, we're doing both of them. I gotcha. Yeah, well, since we rolled them simultaneously, and we even got simultaneous noises, uh, I'm going to go with that. Well, hi, Kyle. This one's from Kyle. Kyle says, so there's a trend in Central Texas right now that reminds me of when kids in the 80s would put beads on safety pins and adorn their shoes with them. But here, they're now gluing or affixing googly eyes to them. Oh, shit. All right. Some are just normal Googles you'd expect. I get it. I get it. Some are ridiculously huge. And some match the color of their own eyes to the googly eyes. I'm sure this is a trend you have taken. What are your shoes' eyes? I'm sure this is a trend that you have taken up, which leads me to my question. What's your shoes' eyes? Green. You know my shoes' eyes. You know it. You're my brother. You've known me for 48 years now. And almost almost 49. So, uh, Brown. The moment Kyle says shoes, I know what's happening. Uh-huh. Exactly. Go. No, come on. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. They're synchronized. Will they do the same noise? Probably. Probably. 
<laughs> I can get used to that. You guys, I'm sitting right between them. It's in stereo. It's great. <laughs> I mean, the mic's sitting right between them, too. All right. Somebody ro- rolled a one. From 99 to one, baby. That's a, that's how quickly women run away from me. All right. This one's from Jacob. No, sorry, that, that's the rating of women's interest in me. Jacob says, what's your favorite Gen Z lingo you've heard? And what's your uh, least favorite? Oh, 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 I got this one, Jacob. Don't worry, don't worry. Sheesh! I don't know that one at all. This food bussin'. All, all the Gen Z lingo I know is contained in the song The Tea from three years ago. <laughs> so therefore, um... Sheesh! I got nothing there. I mean, I mean... Off the top of my head, when I'm really pressed, I can tell you that it's lit. And, uh... Hey! Hey! Don't be like that! Don't be so whap! Worthless and pathetic? Oh, I don't know. I, am I using whap correctly? Yes. Okay. Sheesh! Oh, that's sweet! She called me a goat. Because she loves me. All right. Um, what's your least favorite? She. <laughs> My least favorite. I have a love hate relationship with all new lingo. Uh, anything involving wigs, snatching, shipping. Your wigs been shipped since. That's not a thing. It's only in the song. No, not true. Really, not true. I watched two years ago, three three years ago. I watched the auditions for American Idol for the first year that Katy Perry was a judge. Yeah. And this guy comes out, and he's obviously um, a guy who has had some uh, issues uh, with... I mean, he was a heavier dude, and he was... You could just tell that he was socially not a very secure person, but he was really putting himself out there, and he was making this big effort, and... Uh, he was obviously a huge Katy Perry fan, and he sings. And Katy Perry's entire commentary on this was wig snatched. Yeah, snatching wig is real. Right, right. Well, no, no. Yeah, yeah. oh, okay, you were just saying the shipping part. Yeah, no, yes. I knew that. Oh, okay. I knew that from the song. Yes. Yeah, no, no. Wig, wig, wig snatching is very real. Right. Yeah, wig snatching. That's... And, and that was the first time I had heard it. It was obvious from context what she meant, but she said it with a literal wink and a smile going, you know what I mean. As if as if the rest of the audience is right. in the dark. It's, but It's to be surprised. Right. Because there was a trend on Vine where you'd sneak behind a woman, typically a black woman, wearing a wig, and your job was to grab them by the back and snatch their wig. What a terrible thing to do. It was awful. Oh my god. But that's that's where the... And so, again, Katy Perry says it as if this is some kind of uh, uh, secret language uh, when, I mean, again, I heard it once and I knew exactly what she was talking about. So, uh-huh. um, and I hate the phrase. Mm-hmm. I hate it. So, um, and then uh, uh, one more. And that's it. Did, did we do yours? Because we did oh, one no, from we did. this one. Alright, and then This will have to be the last one. Okay. All right. 41. 41 comes from... Oh, it's from Sla. Well, hi, Sla. 
Compare your best and worst holiday experiences. Um, nothing will compare to being young and waiting for Christmas or Easter. Uh-huh. Because nowadays it just feels like another day, you know? Mm-hmm. But, to be honest, the worst holiday experiences I have is being an adult... And feeling socially obligated to go to the extended family events. Hmm. Because then I have to listen to a bunch of people who are wrong prattle on about how right they are. Yeah. I get that. No. For me, my best, well, this isn't a holiday. I was thinking, I was either going to recount my 40th birthday where the worst part of my 40th birthday was finding out that all of these plans we had made for everyone to come in from across the country and all my friends would be there and then to have all of them cancel on me that would have been the worst and then the best would have been on my actual 40th birthday when a bunch of people did show up but it was mostly family and we had a great time and all this but it's not a holiday I mean I think your birthday's a holiday well, because the other one, my actually real, one of my favorite experiences ever was uh, going to Nova Scotia with my wife. That was an anniversary trip, also not a holiday. So I not, think your anniversary is a holiday. I appreciate you uh, pandering to me like this, but it doesn't really count. I mean, I'm trying to think of my best and worst holiday experiences. And, you know, after 50 years, they all just blend together. So much so. Like, I'm sure if someone pointed it out to me, I'd go, oh, yeah, that time. God, that was awesome. So you got the memory of a slowpoke, then. I'm Diggersby. <laughs> Wait. No. Uh, college Thanksgiving, my brother flew from Japan to come see me at college for Thanksgiving. And we had a blast. That was a really good time. Or, also, flight from Japan. Me and my brother coming home from Japan together, after he was already in college, and getting wasted drunk in the Tokyo airport, and then boarding the plane and drinking more (laughs) on the plane. That was a great time, too. Hey, baby, I'd like to Pikachu through your windows. I'm Diggersby. You are Dickersby. I'm Dickersby! Okay. Um, That's all I got. That's all I got. No, no. That really was the last one. No, no! It really was the last one. 61. We've already done 61. So, doesn't count. Uh, 45. 45. I think we've already done 45. I don't believe you. Nope, we haven't. It's from Kyle. It's Kyle. Kyle says, what are the tchotchkes that you have in your car? Tchotchkes? Uh, All I know is Klefkis! I'm Diggersby! (laughs) Okay, Klefkis Klefkis got me. That one's good. Um, No, the the, the knick-knack stuff you have in your car. You got, got, uh, what, your... uh, uh, 50 feet of bead chain? 
Oh, there you go. Fifty feet of bead chain. I was gonna say. I was gonna say fuzzy dice, and then I realized that was too cliche. Uh, and then I was gonna say uh, your date's garter belt from prom. You still got that hanging uh, in your. Uh, so, uh, which I don't think you ever did that, but. Um, no, because it's creepy and weird, right? Right. It's like it's like a trophy that yeah. This was adjacent to my girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> That's really bad. Um, so what do you have in your car? Fifty feet of bead chain. Have you done? Have you done the whole leaping out of a cup thing with the yes, bead chain? That is why I bought the bead chain, and it works as, as advertised. I assume, yeah. since you've never shown me. But fun fact: we don't know why it does that. Um, I can get a, I for physics reasons, I can get a good idea. But right, right. But physicists have looked at it and went. Uh. Right. It, it, I get it, though. Um, it's it's because it can't just roll over the edge. Why not? Because of the notches in the in the beads, it starts. It would start vibrating, and it would kind of leap off of there. But why it leaps so high up? Okay. Why bead chain leaps a couple of inches? So out why of does glass it do it with normal chain? Huh? Why does it do it with normal chain link? Again. If it's chain, if it's if it's got a regular repeating pattern in it, it's gonna. But it doesn't do that with chain. I don't know what you're talking about. Like like so, like actual like chain, like rope made of metal. Yeah. It doesn't leap out of the glass. I have no idea. I've never watched. It that. it only does it with bead chain. Bead chain, by the way, yeah, awesome. You really need to bring that by and, and show me sometime when we have more time. Yeah. I would love to see that in person. So that's really cool. If you if you guys aren't familiar with the experiment, go Google. It's in my car. I'll just get a cup. No, 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 no. no. Later, right? Uh, not but right go now. get go get go Google uh, uh, bead chain. Bead Fal- chain fountain is what it's bead called. Bead chain fountain. There you go. And it's amazing. It's it's worth your time. You'll be so glad you went and watched it. It doesn't take long. So, um, oh God, we still have to do listener betrayal. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, this is. This is going to be a long episode. I am so sorry, people. Um, Are you sorry? We're making up for the weeks we missed. So anyway, uh, now it's time for GLaDOS to give us a recap of this week's episode so far. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. And that's how I sex it up. I'm Diggersby. (laughs) That's terrible. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Cronkast, performed by Black Dove Underground. My bumper music this week was, uh, what, what, uh, what's the, what's the one for my friend John? Uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants? Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. Don't punch my tit like that. And, uh, oh yeah, and uh, Weezer's in the Garage for the gaming table. That's right. All the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. You can check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. Wouldn't put my podcast if I didn't. That was barely English. I wouldn't put them in my podcast if I didn't love them. If you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcatcher you use, and then write us those nice five-star reviews that uh, that uh, play havoc with the algorithm and guide people to us. Um but if you want to do something super nice, recommend it to your friends. Because you're enjoying it, you should be spreading the word, letting other people enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. 
remember, I am always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Don't forget to send me questions and topics for the Podomatic. Let me know if you want to be included in Listener Betrayal. And if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, send it to me and save me all of that grueling research. My contact information, Mike at Nerd Pride Radio, at Nerd Pride Radio on, uh, at NerdPrideRadio.com, I should say that, uh, at Nerd Pride Radio on some social medias. But to be completely honest, the best way to talk to me is come sign up for my forums at NerdPrideRadio.com slash nerds. Not nerds, babble. Damn it, it's still written out Should've nerds. Should have been Haver. Should have been Haver. Sign What's up. Babble? Sign up, send me a message. We will hang out together. We will become best friends in the world. We'll have fun. <laughs> And now it's time for Listener Betrayal. Before we start recording every podcast, we send out to Aiden's Platinum Listener List and my Gallium List. And we tell people... And that's time for the Listener betrayal o What's the number? Uh, it is number 90. Ninety is for I. You know, I kind of remember to talk during the pauses. Yeah, uh, Ronster. It's from Ronster. Uh, what is the last mistake you have each made, and how can you blame it on the other? Um, the last mistake I made was uh, at work. I forgot to put a drain cover back on, and I nearly twisted my ankle stepping into it. Really? How's that my fault? You gave birth to me. Every single one of my mistakes I did not give birth to you. you. Your helped, mother did. You helped create me. Thus, every mistake I make is your fault. Okay, it is It is due to your poor upbringing. I'll give you that much. Um, the last mistake I made, uh, uh, outside of not getting rid of your Potomatic as soon as I could have, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a work one. Um, hey, I did that too. Yeah, and uh, before I went on vacation, uh, I had to wrap up uh, a bunch of stuff before I went, and I was so proud of myself for having gotten it all finished up, all these loose ends done, nothing to worry about while I'm gone. And then uh, when I get back, it turns out that there is a panic uh, because... This one software uh, that I it had said it was expired, so I sent it to the purchasing people, tell them that we needed a, new, you know, a renewed license for this thing. Here's the budget codes. Here's everything we need. Can you please get this done because it's a legal issue? And it turns out that uh, that wasn't what the issue was. Nobody could figure out how to resolve it. And so the whole time I was gone, this is all on me now. Uh, and uh, as it turns out, um, I actually outsourced this to my son. No, and it turns out my son, thinking he was funny, uh, had snuck into the facility and cheesed my monitor, so it covered up the pertinent information for me. <laughs> and thus, I wasn't able to... And actually, it turns out it wasn't really, really our fault. This is where... Turns out um, it wasn't really cheese. <laughs> it was it was Velveeta. Um, I can't believe it's not cheese. Turns out, at the end of this, I wound up having to go to... Uh, a county jail somewhere to work on their fingerprinting machine. And so while I'm out of town and this whole thing is blowing up, uh, Yancey, of all people, 
decided to tackle it head on, he tracked down everything. Not only did he figure out a solution for it, which took about 24 hours to implement, and it was really weird and complicated, uh, but he got the right people to work on it, got them to fix it, and also tracked down the origins of all of this to find out that it wasn't our fault in any way whatsoever, and every step we took along the way, he wrote up an entire narrative for it, which is which is huge for Yancey because he hates writing because he's a terrible speller. He wrote up this huge narrative that explained our whole process from beginning to end. terrible speller. That justified why we did what we did, how we took the appropriate actions, and this is how long it takes to actually work things out. God, he was great. So, uh, so it turns out it wasn't our fault. But uh, that one could have kept me up at night if it had gone on another day. That one, there's one. Uh, what, what about the cheesing? Would that have kept you up at night if, had I not revealed myself as the mysterious cheeser? Yeah, the mysterious cheeser. Oh my god, yeah. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before, yes. but having having cheese on my windshield at work, I was sure that was Yancey's fault. And then the second day it happened, yeah. And then you get a call from your son saying uh-huh. he's been cheesed, right? Because he's a liar. So no, 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 no. I'm talking about not me, your other son. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's just bizarre. So, and look, had you not been like, I'm getting really pissed. I'm like, okay, okay. I know, I know when to cut a joke. It's me. I'm teasing you. So you never actually got your car cheesed. No. You? Well, okay. I yes, I did. By you. Oh no, oh, no, no. Recently, you had your car cheesed. That was not me. You why are, are you? Why are you looking at me like that? You are the only people courteous enough to leave it in the wrapper while it was okay. raining. Here's any of my actual friends who have heard that story would have not given two shits about the rain and directly cheesed my vehicle. Yeah, Aiden. Aiden claims that uh, someone put like I what fifteen twenty. 15? I never mentioned a number. You said I never mentioned. You said a, m- a whole pack of cheese. Yeah, you gave us a I number. I did not. You did. I said someone cheesed me. No, you said someone, you said it was You've just many, incriminated yourself. You said it looks like someone put a whole pack of cheese on there. You Look guessed, at this man backpedal. You guessed a couple of dozen. So Look at this man backpedal. I'm not backpedaling anything. You said you thought it was a couple dozen. To which, in my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was a 16 pack. But... <laughs> You said a couple dozen. Okay, that's that's the confirmation I needed. Well, no, no, look, I gave it to you the other day. You were calling me and asking questions about your oil. And I said, is there a sticker, an oil sticker on your windshield right now? And you said you didn't know. So then I came back a few minutes later and says, oh, wait, yes, there is. Because I verified. Okay, so- Oh, you see, there's your oil sticker right there in the picture of cheese that I took. <laughs> and again, I knew it was you guys when the wrappers were on. Okay, in our defense, you say we're really, really nice, but the reason you got a package of cheese on our on our on your car was because as we pulled up, Noah reaches behind the seat that he's going to move into. And oh God. Why is there a package of old cheese back here? It must have fallen out of a snack. It was, um, that was still rotten cheese. 
I am, I'm either going to... Am- oh, I know. It was rock solid. So that's why it all went in the dumpster. I'm, I'm either going to... Uh, well, if it had been soft, you would have put it in the fridge? No, if it was soft, I would have molded it into a... Uh, oh. A I, uh, ma- ma- makeshift tanga and... Uh, I either I either have to amplify Lisa because she was across the room, or I'm just going to cut her section out because it was kind of long. Field uh, expedient But just, just in case, either way... Yeah, while we were all in the car, we had pulled up to... We were going somewhere, and Noah reached behind the seat and found a pack of cheese that must have fallen out of the groceries, so it was underneath this... Yeah, everything else is clean. There's a package of cheese under the seat. And so we said, hey, we should cheese somebody. Oh my god, Aiden's house is right here. We were just passing your place. I mean, this was just fortuitous. So we pulled in, and we put cheese on your car, and we debated whether or not to open it, but we didn't know how old and rotten it was. And so we're like, should just leave it in there. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, we wouldn't want him to have to clean that off anyway. So we felt bad. And so we left the wrappers on um, and put it out there. So, uh, yeah, it was us. And yeah, there oh, was, I, I knew. There were 16 slices because that's what was in the pack. <coughs> so. Can you arrange 16 slices? Uh, no, because it, was it wasn't a complete pyramid. Right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, there they yeah. all are. How about that? Um, you guys love counting on a podcast? I, 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 V, 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 I, V, I, I, V, I, 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 up. Semi-tired. I'm diggers me. I'm diggers me. So, anyway. Were we doing listener betrayal? Oh, God darn it, we were. So, here we were in Listener Betrayal, um, and, oh, I don't have, oh, I have a few, I guess. Okay. Um, I sent out to everyone and said, there we go, um, hello, Nerd Prider. We're recording, finally, and we've missed you so much. Here's a question from my dad. And I did get this from my dad. And he has pestered me several times. Did you use that question? My dad. Did you use that question? Did you use that question? I'm like, did you receive that question? Have you answered it? Did you listen to the podcast? No, I haven't used your question. (laughs) So, I'm sorry, Dad. Did you talk to your father like that? I didn't really talk to my dad that way. I love you, Popo. Did you punch your mother with that mouth? Punch your mother with that mouth? (laughs) Stop. Stop. Keep giving me jokes I feel obligated to explain, but I'm not gonna. I don't even know the context of that joke. I just know I've heard you say it. That was Christian Bale. Now you've made me explain it. Christian Bale on set blowing up at somebody, and he's swearing and... Right, I, being, I've, seen, I've seen the Christian Bale being terrible. Out. And then, also, Christian Bale was accused of, or arrested for, or something, but anyway, supposedly he had hit his mom. Oh. And so, therefore, after he had this big blow up with all of the foul language, somebody made the joke of, God, you punch your mother with that mouth? So, that's that's the <laughs> joke. All right. Anyway, uh, I said, here's a question from my dad. A world-ending asteroid will crash into Earth in seven days. Name two or three specific things you'd want to do in that time. And then Emily says, eat the rich and go somewhere cool. Literally eat them? Like... Yeah. Don't, don't you know? Elon Musk tastes like uh, ozone-flavored Doritos. <laughs> That's good. Good call. Um, so Certainly you're the first person to laugh at that joke. <laughs> all right. Now, Emily, you're going to have to be more specific, though, 
go somewhere cool. Because here's the thing. I, I assume, since this is a world-ending asteroid, I assume the whole world knows that it's ending. Thus, uh, I don't know. Are you going to be able to count on the airlines to still be running? Are you just grabbing a car and driving somewhere? Uh, are you preparing for the uh, uh, apocalyptic chaos that descends on the Earth when everyone in the world knows they only have seven days to live? I don't know. I don't know. This is a complicated question. So, uh, and I ask you this knowing that you can't hear me until much later, and so therefore, I don't really expect an answer. But, uh, Yancey... Answer him. Send him texts. Answer him. Yancey says, if there's nothing I can do about it, do I have to know? And if I have to know, <coughs> pass the acid and a blunt. All right. Yeah. All right. That is a reasonable answer as well. Um, yeah. Do you have to know about it? Yeah, unfortunately... Uh, once it gets out to the public, this where I'm assuming I'm assuming that there are government people and scientists who have known for a while and they've tried to cover it up, and it's only now, with seven days left, that we finally get the the confirmation that yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. Although I suppose the world doesn't necessarily have to blow up, or it doesn't have to be you know exploding into chaos because there's still going to be a lot of people who are going to keep being hopeful that we've got something we can do about uh, it or that it's going to get fixed in time. I don't know. All right. Jacob says, am I going to have to give an actual serious answer for once? No. No, you don't. Because I'd be sure to drive and see all of my loved ones, likely try to spend a full day with each of them if possible, then just, like, go commit crime that doesn't directly affect anybody, smash a few mailboxes, ram a truck into an empty Arby's, take all the drugs, start a bonfire with all our worldly possessions. You know, live it up. April Fool's! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be too obvious, though. If if the announcement came a week ahead of April Fool's Day, you gotta know people would figure that out. What if? But what if it wasn't a joke? What if the world really? What if the world-ending asteroid was going to hit us on April first? Like literally going to hit us on April first, and so the announcements are made. No one would buy it. No one buys it. Okay, so that's that's it. All right. So, the world's going to end on April 1st, therefore no one believes it, everyone goes about life as usual, except you. You're the one who knows the truth. You're one of the very few science people who actually knows the real truth. Now, what are you going to do about it? That's... A cry? So sad. You go, go out in the street, ringing your bell and trying to convince people that the end is coming? Is that... Alright, Kaz says, Yay, Nerd Pride! If we only have seven days, I am taking the family somewhere nice. Probably the Dells. Enjoy nature while we can. Yeah. All yeah, right. spending time with loved ones is uh, is probably the most realistic answer. Uh, and, you know, trying to protect them from the, the, the crowds of demented lawbreakers out there. And then when it gets close enough to the end, yeah, maybe break a few laws, too. Uh, Kyle says, one last Hot Ones challenge. Having all my kids back home and watching Aiden go down Niagara Falls in one of those inflatable Zorb balls. <laughs> I'd do it, too. Here's a question for you and Aiden. Chicken or veal? I would like to try veal at least once. You've never had veal. I have never had veal. Though I hear it tastes like human, so I know what it tastes like. Right. It's, it's a little like Spam. No. Uh, veal is some... It was uh, a... Abused baby cow. Veal was something that my family served 
once in a long while when I was a kid. When I was younger, it was something that we would kind of splurge on. And so as a kid, I always loved veal. I thought it was really good. It was, and then it was you a found rare out treat. where it came from. Right, and then I found out where it came from. And I just wanted more. I mean, look. look and I, 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 guess, I guess a lot of chicken farms aren't much better. Right. Veal, yeah, veal parmesan. Um, it's, it's an excellent meal, but it's also, you know, if you're going to. If you're going to make veal parmesan, if you're going to bread a meat and then uh, smother it in noodles and marinara sauce, I mean, does it particularly have to be veal? You can, you can, you can bread, fry, and smother virtually any meat. You'll get very similar flavors. So, uh, I don't know. Chicken, probably. I mean, I like, I, I just don't go out of my way for veal anymore. So, um. No clue, but yeah, you should try veal at least once. I mean, I mean, if you're eating meat, you're eating abused animals. It's right. just part of living in America, right? Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, where was I? You about hit the buttons. Yeah, I thought. God, do we have to roll up another automatic? No, we don't. No, we don't. We really, honestly, do not. Just here, I will trust you with yours if you promise not to, not to hit the buttons. God. Please. Oh, there's two targets to protect. I know, this is really nerve-wracking. Uh, Alright, Aiden responded to my question and said, any three of the four F's? The four F's of survival. Fleeing, fighting. Oh, okay. Feeding and mating. Right. Uh, any three of them will do. Any three of the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> That's what you'd want to do? Yeah. Uh, which one would you leave out? Pestilence or famine? I said any three. Really? Okay, but if you had your if you had your your choice of three of the four, okay. which which I'd leave out pestilence, right? Because yeah, famine's just skinny. Okay, no, well, no famine, but famine is grotesquely skinny. I mean, famine right, is but but famine isn't oozing. Right, right. It's not not not. Uh, Wallowing in pustules of yeah, I get you. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely leave out pestilence. I'm the only one that wallows in his pustules around here. Okay. Any three of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who would you leave out if you had your choice? Uh, probably Leonardo. Really, he's boring. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because Donatello, Michelangelo. Yeah. Raphael. I getcha. I follow you. Um, and then any three of the heads on Mount Rushmore. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you even choose? I mean, oof. All right. I'll give you those. <laughs> I like that answer. Uh, I only had an upper limit of three things, so. Pat answers. And Pat says, well, you caught me watching Black Widow, so that's off the list. I guess all that's left is writing the great American novel. Hey, you got a week. Why not? The trick is finding a publisher. (coughs) (coughs) Ooh. Sarah Beth says, I thought this was a family show. I cannot answer this on a family show. I I assume that means lots of gratuitous murder. Or having sex with three or four of the heads of Mount Rushmore. No. Because that's what I answered. No. Because honestly, which which is worse, 
bloody, cruel, horrible violence, or sex. Which one are you allowed to put in a video game? The fact that American priorities are completely <coughs> screwed up. <coughs> the fact that we somehow... So I'm just dying. We somehow vi- value violence and consider that that the glorification of violence is considered an acceptable thing to peddle to, to kids and teenagers. Um, but sex has to be locked away and, mm-hmm. and restricted. We're screwed up. All right. So I assume, since this is Sarah Beth, I assume she's talking about murdering lots and lots of people. Um, which, you know, again, consequence free. They were going to die anyway. So, um, all right. Noah says, and, you know, look, Sarah Beth, if you want to write in and correct me on this, you're allowed to do that. Uh, but without any further explanation, I'm going to assume murder. Uh, Noah says, get sent on a rocket to set ten powerful nuclear warheads on the asteroid at, at specific points to utterly destroy the asteroid and sacrifice myself to save Earth. Oh, and also take a dump in the White House. <laughs> That's why he had to sacrifice himself. No, you have time to get... No, you don't understand what I did back on Earth. I can't go back. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I'll do this, Mr. President, but only on one condition. See? He's got it all lined up. And then it just clips to like them leaving in the rocket. What did he request? Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh. Kudos to Noah for having the best answer so far. That's great. Uh, Walrus says... Well, hey, Walrus! Says... uh, Mrs. Walrus. Right. Uh, Mrs. Walrus. Granted. uh, Sea family and friends. Sea family and friends? (laughs) I'm big as me! Eat, Eat sushi. Eat some of all favorite foods. Teleport to every place in the world I've ever wanted to see. Uh, oh, that's Mrs. Walrus's answer. Oh! For Mr. Walrus, his answer is, eat a darn, I thought I thought he wanted to... Never mind. I thought the top of the list of things to do was Mrs. Walrus. Right. Mr. Walrus says, eat a selection of favorite foods, watch Earth from orbit, get on colonization trip to Mars. Oh, great. Now Mrs. Walrus wants to get on my trip to Mars. All right. He didn't say, he didn't say great. I put in that inflection there. Because I thought it was funnier. All right. Yeah, because you're a boomer. Because wife bad, huh? Wow. You're a jerk. A right jerk. Whatever. Uh, all right. Uh, to the uh, platinum list. Uh, let me scroll down to the bottom. Make sure I got everybody. You did. Okay. Well, the first one comes to us from Emily. Wait. What's the question? Who says there was one? Okay, good. All right. Uh, I said, how do platinum numbers? My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. We will say, we will read anything you send to us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off this week's question. What is the coolest way to die? What is the coolest way to die, Emily? Uh, Emily says, whatever way I die, that is officially the coolest way to die. <laughs> That's the best answer, actually. That is actually a great answer. Uh, the next one comes from Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Uh, he says, probably getting locked in a freezer. That would be so cool. Yeah. Oh, cold, even. Yeah. Frigid. Wow. 
I don't, I'm not going to give him any points for that. No, I'm just going to let it hang there. But it is technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Uh, the next professor is from Ben, and he says, death by death. Hmm. Okay. Like being the first person to actually get murked by the Grim Reaper. Oh, I just thought death by dying. Okay, so anyway. Um, no, like, could you imagine pissing off the Grim Reaper so much that he breaks the rules of his own existence just to kill you? Alright. Uh, that's a question from Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Uh, he says, for me, in my sleep on my 124th birthday. For you, Niagara Falls in a Zorb Ball. <laughs> God, he is really locked in on this Zorb Ball Niagara Falls thing. Here's a question for y'all. What Olympic sport do you like watching the most? Uh, uh, gymnastics. Yeah, it says just Olympic sport. Yeah, yeah, gymnastics is is spectacular. I love gymnastics. Uh, I also, um, I dig bobsledding. I dig Gersby. I dig me. I dig bobsledding, but only because... Of Cool Runnings? No, because when I was a kid, we lived in Plattsburgh, New York, and we were close enough to go visit the Lake Placid Olympics, and we got to watch bobsled run trials before the actual Olympics. And I was just fascinated by watching these bobsleds. I mean, because we're, like, right there next to it, and you can watch them, and you're, like, practically leaning over the track, and you watch them rocket ass. It just blew my mind. I was like, you know, seven years old. That was just amazing. So, uh, so I kind of, I, I just, I've always had this nostalgic place for bobsledding, even though there's not a whole lot to see because it's just quick cut camera shots of, ooh, around that corner, around that corner. And they're going, like, it's not a race because you have to all go individually. <laughs> so all you can get is your time at the end. So did, did you hear that uh, the Olympics is introducing a lot more technology into their measuring systems? Yes. Did you hear about the rulings of infractions? No. So uh, I was watching swimming while at work because I was on break. And they had these underwater cameras to get a more accurate measure of who finishes first. And the rulings state now that if one of these underwater cameras catch an infraction, it cannot be added to their time after the match. If the infraction is not caught live, it does not count. Huh. That's interesting. Because, because, and I'm going to guess that the reasoning is, is, look, we wouldn't have caught it without this technology, and nobody wants to wait around after every match for reviews of the tapes, going, well, Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia provisionally has a gold medal here, but we've got about uh, 30 minutes of tape to review. Hold on. Uh-huh. So, um, I get it. Uh, the next one comes from Caleb. Uh, he says, Riding a Bronco that is on a surfboard that's in a tornado suspended over a volcano that erupts in to make a fire tornado and go out looking like a gnarly surfer Bronco ghost rider. Okay. That is... Torcano, Quake, Blizz, Flanch, Fire, Arcane, Bees. Right. That is a very cool way to die. I will grant yes. you it's lacking one element. What? 
motivation. Why are you there other than you stupidly wanted to die? I mean, maybe. Maybe if that's the way you chose to be executed for a very cool crime. Maybe. You have cancer and you have a week to live. Hold on. Let me call my surfer friend. Right. Uh, my friend who owns a plane and my friend who owns a horse ranch. Wait, wait. This is perfect. I know exactly how I want to die. All right. Uh, I give it to him. All right. Uh, the next one comes to us from Ryan. Uh, he says volcano nuke. Yeah. Does that mean dropping a nuke into a volcano? A nuke that... Riding a nuke into a volcano? Right. I mean, those are two very awesome words put next to each other. Give it to him. All right. Uh, Thanks for coming to us from Mike. Oh, hey, I like this guy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I had to expand text to read it all. Uh-huh. Uh, wielding wielding dual machine guns and riding a cyborg crocodile with laser eyes as it leaps from the back of a plane, both of you gunning down Nazi paratroopers on the way down so that you can crash into the jet ski motorcade of a resurrected Amphiba Hitler, thus saving America and the world from his secret Arctic invasion of the Western Hemisphere. Damn right. I like Amphiba Hitler. I was, I had to come up with a new Hitler that hadn't been used before, so I decided I'd put him on a jet ski and make him Amphiba Hitler. Actually, all right, that's a lie. I, I knew I wanted a jet ski no matter what. I made him Amphiba Hitler because I, there's a whole backstory about how they had to use uh, amphibian DNA uh, to help regenerate him from some base cells. And uh, Anyway, it's a long story, but it, it is well worth the read. You can how read does, about it. How does Flux come into this? The, look, no, the whole point is um, you can read the first chapter of this uh, at the end of Shadow Wolves. So You can read the first chapter of this at the end of this podcast. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the transcript of this podcast, we have stapled to the back of it <laughs> the first chapter of Amphibahill, a biography. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, the next one comes from Dom. Uh, he says, I'd have, I'd have to either say skydiving or swimming with sharks. Um, Turns out it's not that cool because you just had a heart attack. Wait, now. You were doing those activities, but it was a heart attack that got you. Now, hold on. Skydiving or swimming with sharks. I would say skydiving, skydiving with, with sharks. sharks. Right, because it could be skydiving or swimming. I would go with the skydiving with sharks. how confused a shark would be skydiving. Well, that's the bit, is you're all released at once. Imagine the excitement as they're all thrashing around in close quarters with you, and you're, like, trying to do one of those tricks where you can slow down your parachute, but you're not you're not a professional uh, skydiver. You don't know what you're doing, and they're just snapping at your heels the whole way, and somehow, somehow you survive long <coughs> enough so that you all hit the water, and then they kill you and in their And then the electric element. heels get you. <laughs> The shrieking eels. All right. The the rats of unusual size that we've placed in the ocean. Okay. Um, I'm digging me. Is, it, is there more? Uh, yes, the next one's from DM Darks. Oh, hey, hey DM Darks. Hey, Pat. Uh, he says, it is scientifically proven that the coolest way to die is in the most, most remote region of space. Absolute zero? No. Absolute cool. 
Oh, all right. He saved it at the end there. Yeah. Uh, that's that's good. Jacob, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but... His was just cooler. But seriously, DM Darks is so awesome. So awesome. So cool. So very cool. Uh, the next one's from Sarah Bath. Uh, <laughs> taking as many enemies as I can out with me. See, all right, I was right with murder. I called it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, the next one comes from Noah. Uh, he says, either freezing to death or blowing up to save Earth. Wow. You are dead on, Noah. Both Kyle and Noah with the reoccurring jokes. Props. All right. Huh. Is that it? Yeah. Holy crap. That was an episode. Yeah. Oh, you guys are so glad you showed up, aren't you? That was the best. All right, um, we love you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, uh, say good night, Aiden. Good night, everybody. Uh, say good night, R two. Say good night to R two. Is he R two two? He's two R two. Two R two. Good night, everybody.